Good morning, everyone. Um, a lot happening on the show today. Excited about a conversation I'm going to have in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to speak with the executive director of the Fiesta Bowl. A little break from the politics and the news of the day and talk about something that I think is terrific for Arizona, the impact that the Fiesta Bowl and the charitable things they do. We'll talk about that in the 9 o'clock hour. We're going to start with elections because that continues to be the big story in Arizona, and we have made national news once again. Cochise County not certifying their elections. They've now hired a lawyer. They've hired one of the lawyers that represented the Cyber Ninjas in the audit um, going back a long time. I have uh, I want to be very clear about what I said about the audit and the same thing about all of what's going on here. We all should be upset about what happened in Maricopa County and the way that the election went. That does not mean that people cheated and that's the difference for me is that we are going to continue to talk about stolen elections. Uh, I love sports and I love sports analogies. And I coached um, at, you know, the, the Pop Warner and high school level. So I wasn't a, a, an elite college coach, but I've been in locker rooms and I know what it takes to get a team of people across a finish line to get them to improve, to make sure you're better at the end of the season than when you started, whatever your record is. And improvement comes along with self-evaluation. And you have to look at what you did well and what you didn't do well. I don't know of any event that ever happens that isn't used as there isn't some kind of a debrief in that event, whether it's things we do as an organization here and, you know, out in the community. If it's a stage show that somebody puts on or uh, unfortunately a police situation, the videos are used as training. And every football team I know, every baseball team, basketball team, hockey team, doesn't matter what the sport is. You go back and you watch game film. Win or lose, you go back and watch what you did well and what you didn't. And so this is the part of it for me that is bothersome is that there is a number of people that are loud and they are very passionate. They have a right to their opinion. But if you are believing and focusing on the fact that 2020 was stolen and now 2022 is stolen, you are going to see that 2024 is going to be stolen as well because you're going to get the same results. That's where my problem lies with all of this. There is no doubt that there were major issues on election day. That doesn't mean that people cheated, and it doesn't mean that the count wasn't accurate. I'm going to go to Cochise County for a moment. Then we're going to talk about the accurate, some of the accurate information that they should be looking at. Cochise County is questioning the validity of the certification of the tabulation machines. I believe that's what their thrust of their problem is. And my question for all of you out there, especially the people that believe that there were major problems with the election, you should be the most angry. You you should be up in arms, not at me because I'm disagreeing with what's happening, but with the with the Cochise County Board of Supervisors, because why are they asking this question after the election? Wouldn't it make more sense if they asked this question ahead of time? If you've got a true issue with the outcome Are you just grasping at straws trying to find some place to place blame? Because that's what it looks like. If you had actual problems with the tabulation machines and the certification of those machines, you should have asked questions about it before the election, not after. You should have refused to put one ballot through those machines until you saw accurate certification. Right? I mean, explain to me how I'm wrong in that. I'm not wrong. So now you've got Cochise County where you are going to see it damage the chances for Republicans in other races. I just it, 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 it's not upsetting. It's just at some point 
You have to move forward and say, there's nothing we can do about this. We have to move forward to 2024. Now, if I were in the Arizona State Legislature, if I were a Republican in the Arizona State Legislature, I would take what happened in Maricopa County. I would go to my colleagues in the state legislature, and I would say we need legislation that ensures that nothing like this ever happens again. Real, honest legislation that is helpful to, uh, to expediting elections and to ensuring that they're done the right way. That's what you do. But what's happening now trying to change the results of an election is not the right thing. So here's a couple of things that they should be looking at. A record 400,000 Latinos voted in 2022 Arizona midterm elections, according to um, an organization uh, in at Radar Strategies. Um, GOP to conduct post-election audit after disappointing midterms. That's nationwide. That's nationally. Black turnout in midterms was one of the low points for Democrats, is a story in the New York Times. We should be assessing, and I say anybody that's involved in the political process that is concerned about your party not performing as well as they should have or could have, you should be making those assessments. What voter demographic did we not reach? What what demographic of voter do we have to do the most work with? Who are the people that we need to be reaching out to? What are the issues that we didn't talk enough about? What are the issues we talked too much about? Those are the that's the way you win in any game. In any game. You know, when you when you do an assessment, so the the high school that I coached at was a pretty power. I think I've talked about them before was a a powerhouse and they've they've returned to greatness. They were a powerhouse football program when I was there coaching as an assistant. And my brother was playing. um, And uh, what was interesting about it is that we were just a great program, but it was because the leadership kept us kept us laser focused, all of us on being better. It wasn't just the players. It was coaches, how we coach, what we're coaching, what are we focusing on during practice time, being the most efficient we could with our time at practice, doing position drills and then working as a team. Uh, And then all of it was like clockwork. And as the season went on, everybody knew their role and everybody wanted to improve, including the players. And we ended up twice in the state finals. We lost both times. We were in the state finals twice. And now that team uh, has got a brand new coach that is exactly the same way. Attention to detail. Everybody involved in the program has to be sold out and bought and buys into the plan. And they are one game away from the state finals. They're in the final four. And so my point in this is that every organization that I know assesses. One of the things I hate, this probably surprises people. I hate watching myself on television, and I hate listening to playback of me on the air. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. But there are times you have to do it in order to improve. There are times when you think you're making a point clearly, and you go back and listen, and you feel like you've been stumbling all over everything. Whatever, whatever organization you work for, whoever you volunteer for, whatever it is, there is a debrief and people are trying to figure out what they did well and what they didn't do well. What we have been focused on since 2020 has been a stolen election. So for the last two years, the focus has been on stolen elections, election denial and stolen elections, audits and all this other stuff. And as predicted, 2022 is going to roll around and you're going to find yourself on the losing end again. So now here we are with another stolen election conversation going on. Uh, Cochise County not certifying the election. Mojave County doing it uh, begrudgingly. And 
you got 2024 is going to sprint toward us. President Biden's coming back to Arizona. He's already starting to make the rounds. Do you understand that this next two years, what's happening? And so you've got to, if you are someone that's politically inclined, you've got to start assessing those things. You have to start looking at this and saying to yourself, you know, we've got to figure out what we need to do to win. Now, I have my opinions, and I give my opinions. I think part of the problem within Republican leadership, especially in the state of Arizona, is their willingness to tell people within their own party, get out, go away, we don't want you. It's a big mistake. That is a big mistake. We don't all have to get along. We don't all have to agree on everything. But when you say it's the one thing, and I would never say it to the election deniers. I've never said get out of the Republican Party. I've never, ever insinuated that, nor have I said it. I've been told to get out because I didn't agree with election denial. I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'm not in the party, but I'm a part. I'm a registered Republican voter. I'll stand by my work for conservative causes. But it's interesting to me that we have people that want new leadership, but the way they want new leadership is a coup, meaning they want to get rid of. If you remember, and I shouldn't make this comparison because somebody's going to say I made a direct comparison. Going back to the 1970s, if you remember when the Shah of Iran was deposed, he had to flee the country. When the Ayatollahs took over. And here we have in a political party where you need to have more. There are more registered Republicans in Arizona than any other demographic. More than Democrats, more than independents. And look how things turned out. If you don't reassess that and ask yourself how you get your own house in order and get people in your tent to stay in the tent. At the end of a primary, end of a process, if you're going to start kicking people out, you're a Puritan, you're going to purify your party, you're going to make sure that only the people that you stamp as real Republicans and not rhinos get to stay, you're going to be in big trouble and you're not going to win elections. You're going to be blaming this on election denial and stolen elections and all of these other conspiracy theories forever. And and I, I feel bad for anybody that stands around and watches it happen. I want fair elections like you do. I want Maricopa County to fix the issues that happened on Election Day. But if we keep saying it was stolen and it was done intentionally, we are going to have big problems. And I say we as a Republican, we are going to have big problems in the short and the long term. You're alienating people on your side of the aisle. No one's asking people to change what they believe. Just change your tactics. And I don't know that that's going to happen. In a moment, we've got to talk about the economy. As the White House begins to weigh in, so does Congress begins to weigh in on the potential for a rail strike. We're also going to talk about corporate greed. All that's coming up next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. If you've ever seen Reservoir Dogs, you are now doing the walk in your car when this song comes on. You just can't not. Uh, Thanks for being here this morning. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Um, You just heard the update, uh, Jeff, and the update with the news. Kristen Bench joined us yesterday to talk about the possibility of a rail strike and how detrimental it would be to our economy. So we start there about this uh, about this strike. We're going to talk. I want you to first hear Rachel Scott, ABC, talking about the possibility of a deal on the table. 
President Biden is asking Congress to step in to prevent a rail strike. He spoke with congressional leaders at the White House, and they want to move quickly. The House is expected to take up legislation that would impose a tentative agreement that President Biden and his administration helped negotiate back in September. This does increase pay for workers, but for some unions, it doesn't address their biggest outstanding concern, and that is enough paid sick time. So lawmakers are now scrambling to try and pass another bill that would address some of those concerns, and there is growing bipartisan support for that. So here's a quote from Rail Workers United. They said in a press release, Joe Biden blew it. He had the opportunity to prove his labor-friendly pedigree to millions of workers by simply asking Congress for legislation to end the threat of a national strike on terms more favorable to workers. Sadly, he could not bring himself to advocate for a lousy handful of sick days. The Democrats and Republicans are both pawns of big business and the corporations. That's a quote from the union. So Nancy Pelosi weighed in on this. This is the Speaker of the House and what she said about this possibility. I don't like going against the ability of unions to strike, but weighing the equities, we must avoid a strike. uh, Jobs will be lost. More than jobs. I mean, there's going to be a lot lost in this economy. So this is this is where the question lies. It's always about the negotiation, right? I am someone that's never begrudged anybody more money ever. If you're if you find the value in that, if you find your value in that, if other people find you valuable, you look at what happens at the highest levels because that's what we always hear about. The CEOs of major corporations always get hammered because they make a lot of money. And what's funny about that is then the the people that complain about a CEO, we're going to get to corporate greed in a moment. The people that say these CEOs are making so much more money than anybody else that works for the company, and there should be a rule that says you can only make a certain amount over and above the average salary and all these other regulations they want put in place. Then you love Hollywood and you love uh, the sports world. Do you know what the disparity between what Kyler Murray makes and an offensive lineman on the practice squad makes of the Arizona Cardinals? Do you have any idea the disparity in income when Tom Cruise in a movie like Top Gun and uh, a bit actor that's got a role somewhere that speaks for 30 seconds on camera? I mean, it, it, it is it's so funny to hear people complain about one and not the other. So is it greed? Is Tom Cruise greedy because he demands so much money to make a film? Or does Tom Cruise know his value to that film that he's going to drive revenue to whatever film his name is on? That that's the question. Now you can. Uh, there are many people that will say I'd never paid anybody that much. There are people that disagree with the contract that was given to Kyler Murray. All that's you know fine. But to say that it shouldn't be allowed. That's where the problem with all of this is. So when the unions get together and they say you're not fairly uh, compensating us, and this isn't mostly about money anymore. Now it's more about um, uh, some of the sick days and some of the other issues. But now you've got even Democrats in the Congress who – and there is no more union-friendly president than Joe Biden. If Biden is saying this has gone too far, then people got to take a look at this and say maybe you are going too far. Maybe you're asking for too much right now. Maybe what you're trying to do – and there's a story, by the way. This is an NPR story. The mystery of rising prices are greedy corporations to blame for inflation. Maybe, just maybe then – 
Greed doesn't limit itself to wealthy people. We understand that. We all know people that are miserly and cheap with with everything they have. They don't share, and they are um, they are greedy. And that's it, it, poor people, rich people. It's just it's a human flaw. Maybe just maybe the unions understand if they go on strike what damage it does to the country and they realize that they hold the key in negotiations to something where they can demand more than is um, fair because they can cripple the country's economy at a time when the, the economy can't take it. Maybe they're being greedy. Maybe. And you hear people scoff at that. Well, they're the working people. That doesn't matter. Working people can be greedy. There are corporate barons that steal money from people. And there are people that cheat on assistance programs and welfare programs. There are cheaters everywhere. It doesn't limit itself to the economics of the world. Now, I don't, to be honest with you, I don't begrudge anyone more money. If they can demand more money and get it, good for them. But if they're going to hold up and hold the entire economy hostage, that's when the American people have a problem and should. In a moment, uh, we are going to have Gatos join me. It's the Big Q poll question of the day. Stick around. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Good morning, Gatos. Oh, gosh, what happened to you? Nothing. Oh, jeez, I mean, that's a sour hello. Boy, that's terrible. That's an awful interview. Should I try again? Yes. Morning, Gatos. Hey, what's up, Mike? How are you? I'm doing all right now. I was sad uh, a minute ago, but you really cheered me up. Boy, I was like, who crapped his Cheerios today? What did you just do in the the 830 segment that I didn't hear? My goodness gracious. Uh, I've been been reading about Biden's visit. Oh, well, that'll put anybody in a bad mood. <laughs> now, wait, is he where is he visiting? He's going to visit one of the chip plants here in Arizona, I think Tuesday. Well, is he going to go to the border? He better freaking go to the border. Gatos. He, I know he probably won't, but, you know. Probably he, won't. <laughs> well, I know he won't, but wow. He's he so won't even eat it on that. the border restaurant. What's that? He won't even eat the restaurant on the border. I know. I know. Man, so he's coming in next week? Yeah, too. I believe he's coming Tuesday. He's going to go to one of the chip plants to talk about manufacturing and the commitment to manufacturing in the White House. I'll tell you this, man. You're not welcome here if you don't want to go to the border. I, I, honest to God, I believe that. You are not welcome here. This state voted for you, and then you turned your back on this state, and you just let everybody come over the border. And now you want to come and well, – I'm insulted by that, in all honesty. And you know I'm what's, insulted. And you know what's interesting? Because protocol always says that the governor of the state goes and welcomes the president when they come to town. And I got upset when Janet Napolitano didn't do it with George W. Bush one time when he came here. I thought, I thought that she should have at least welcomed the president. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that Governor Ducey will be a part of that visit in some way, whether he travels with him at all that day, but I'm sure the governor will go and welcome him to the state. He may have a conversation with him about the border, but I'm sure he will greet him. I I hope that Ducey... How do I say this? I hope that Ducey uh, goes. 
because I think it makes him look bad if he doesn't go right. and welcome him. He's right. the president. You don't have to like his policies, but you should absolutely go and welcome him. And here's the other thing. You know, Ducey's almost done. He should he should do a stop and chat like Brewer did with Obama and say, listen, you've been awful on the border. And yeah. that's what I'm here to say. I'm here to welcome you. You're the president. I'm going to respect you. But uh, I hope you work with the next governor better than you worked with me. Yeah, and, you know, he should funny. say that to him. We are, we are in agreement way too often lately. I'm back to being sad again. <laughs> Oh gosh! This, <laughs> I mean, but if you live in Arizona, you've got to you've got to look at this border and just say, right? Uh, my goodness, it's just it's so neglected. Yes, it is. It's completely ignored, and you know, other Democrats did not do that. They didn't. This guy, he does that. So yeah. I, that ticks me off that he's coming here. All right, what's the question? All right, what's the biggest story of the week so far? All right, we get the uh, the USA beats uh, Iran in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senate passes landmark legislation protecting same sex marriage rights. Or three, uh, C, if you will, Cochise County has not certified the results of this year's midterm elections. What are they doing over there? Get up yeah. your rear end, do your job, or go to jail. I think I think that the Cochise County story is the biggest story locally. It's no doubt locally. And as far no as the, the soccer match goes, did you see that they were showing the protests in Iran? And the, did. they did. did. So they yeah. were watching, and the the Iranian citizens were cheering for the Americans. I know. I know. Good, because that'll tick off their government, who's just killing people for being. Yeah. You know? I mean, their their government will kill you if you're gay. Their government will kill you uh, if you don't, you know, if, if, if women, women in Iran are not allowed to watch a sporting event. I know. You get killed for that over there. Yeah. A woman died because she was wearing her, her job wrong. Correct. 22 years old. Yep. She suddenly had a heart attack right yep. in custody. Well, so. Gatos, thanks. It was You cheered me up. Thank you. Hey, I'm glad you're in a better mood. I, <laughs> that's what I do. I, I bring you into a better mood. Have a great day. See ya. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Big Q poll question today brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.